What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. If you are listening on iTunes, please give us a five-star review and uh, be sure to subscribe no matter what podcast platform you're listening on or if you're on YouTube, also make sure you subscribe and hit those notifications. All right, this week is an interesting episode, mainly because of the format. We're changing things up a little bit. Uh, Mike DeFranco joined me. He's ad hoc Vox on TikTok. He has put out some compelling uh, TikToks himself on, you know, women and uh, relationships and stuff like that. And uh, he's been following me for a long time. He's always in the comments section. And I reached out to him and said, hey, man, you know, I'd love to have you on the podcast sometime. And uh, he said, I would come on the podcast, but only to interview you. Like I would come on the podcast and want to know more about you, like a reverse interview. And I was like, that's an interesting concept. Let's do it. So uh, that was months ago and we, <laughs> we finally made it happen. So Mike DeFranco comes on and interviews me. And I will bring you that conversation right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You'll never believe what Duke Cannon did. In fact, I thought if I told you guys about it, you might revoke my man card. But then it hit me. This could be awesome for all of us. Duke Cannon has released a new basic-ass pumpkin spice latte-scented bar of soap. Now hear me out here. This thing is guaranteed to bring all the basic white girls to the yard. Hell, they may even show up wearing nothing but their Ugg boots. To get yours, visit duke.comeonmanpod.com or click the link in the show notes and you'll get free shipping. Using this link tells them I sent you, so you help me out, and you get free shipping in return. So it's win-win. That's duke.comeonmanpod.com or use the link in the show notes. It's pumpkin spice season, so use it to your advantage, men. All right, this week I have Mike DeFranco joining me, not as my guest, but as the host. <laughs> He's ad hoc, ad hoc Fox on TikTok. Link to his profile will be in the show notes. I pinged him about coming on the podcast a few months ago when I had my old TikTok account. And he had an idea to do a reverse interview. He wanted to ask me questions. And I thought that was a great idea. So here we are. What's up, Mike? Hey, Paul, what's going on? It's a pleasure to meet you finally. I feel like I kind of know you, though, because I, you know, I'm always dialed into your multiple TikToks during the day and follow around, uh, you know, all of your whereabouts and your running and all that kind of thing. And then we DM'd each other here and there. So I thought, hey, this guy uh, and I have a lot in common. And we, we basically both have that... Uh, 
uh, mentality of always wanting to change and always be ascending. So I thought, hey, I'd like to talk to Paul and, and see what he's all about. So that's, that's what prompted me to do this. So thank you for the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this, <clears throat> as you can see in the background, I'm a big pro wrestling nerd. And this, this, this idea actually reminds me of uh, Impact Wrestling has this character. Her name is Tennille Dashwood. And she has this bit where every week she does this talk show host thing, but <clears throat> she has, she invites people on to ask her questions and talk about her. <laughs> and so I was like, Oh, this is going to be just like Tennille Dashwood's all about me. This is great. Oh, that's really cool. I'm more of a UFC guy, to be honest with you, but um, I think that's it's still much. all cool. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I started following you obviously on TikTok. And uh, I'm kind of an OG when it comes to Tinder and Bumble. So I've actually gone through the whole online thing. I went on over 200 dates in four years, Paul. So I actually found Corey Wayne and the whole 3% man thing back in about 14 and 15. So I started by watching his videos. I have read the book. But um, so it's, it's really kind of a, a cool thing that we, we were able to, to hook up and, and you know, share thoughts. Um, but one of the things I always wanted to ask you is I'm pretty enamored with the TikTok thing. So do you mind if I just ask you a few questions about the things that you do on TikTok? Sure. Well, you, um, one of the things I wanted to say right off the bat is, are you on any kind of commission or royalties by uh, plugging uh, Robert, Robert Glover's or uh, Corey Wayne's books? Oh, no, not at all. <clears throat> no, I, um, I'm just, I'm happy to spread that gospel because of how, uh, how much value I've gotten from their books that I love. I, I just, I have no problem talking about it, but yeah, no, nobody's paying me to do that. I was going to say like outside of Duke Cannon and Cubassier, And I was just wondering because geez, <laughs> these are great plugs for these guys. And I just, did you ever meet Corey Wayne or did you ever try to get him on your podcast or anything like that? Um, not yet. And I say yet because they're going to come on the podcast. They're going to, I know it. Uh, I have reached out to Dr. Robert Glover and Corey uh, through their email, uh, but I haven't heard back from either of them yet. I had a friend in the 3% man Facebook group that has had Dr. Glover on his uh, YouTube channel. And so I asked him, I was like, how did you get Dr. Glover on? Because I, that's one of my goals is to get them on the podcast. And so he told me the steps he took and he says it did take uh, you know, a while for Dr. Glover to get back to him because Dr. Glover's a busy guy. But so I was like, okay, so I did that and I, I still haven't heard back from him. So I'm going to have to just keep pinging him, I think. And while you don't have to divulge any of the questions that you would ask him, is there always something like when you, when you study these guys that you'd go, God, if I ever met these dudes, I'd want to ask them this because I disagree with this or could they suss this out a little better? Do you ever have any, you know, do you have a, a set of questions in your mind that you, that you would like to ask these guys specifically if you ever had them on? I've, I've actually uh, started writing down questions for Dr. Glover. So I have a list of questions for him already. Uh, every once in a while, it, it just pops in my head to ask uh, Corey certain questions one thing I, I want to do is I want to talk to him about his second book because, but I want to do it tactfully because I thought his second book wasn't very good. I don't know if you've read his second book, uh, Mastering Yourself. I have not read that yet. No, yeah, <clears throat> it's not that good. It's a, it's a okay. one and done. It's a very political book and it really has nothing to do with mastering yourself at all. And so I, I need, I want to ask him about it. Like what, you know, a lot of people say the same thing about the book. It's it's very autobiographical. It's very political. It I didn't get anything out of it that really makes me feel like it's about mastering yourself. Like what 
what was you know what about it is mastering yourself you know but i want to do it tactfully so i don't insult the man because he's he's a good guy you know <laughs> that's cool man no it's it's really interesting um i'm gonna get a little bit more trivial again i just because i met you i met you through tiktok um how do you keep that damn camera so steady when you run dude <laughs> i don't know i, I think it's got to be something in the can or in the phone you know because it, same the, the the same question gets asked of Emily King a lot. You know, how do you keep that phone so steady? I don't really. It's not like I'm holding it that steady. I think it, there's got to be some kind of uh, self steadying software or something. I don't know. I, I was convinced that your little uh, your little friend that you run with all the time was actually you know running next to you and doing it. I I, I was just convinced it's not oh. really you taking the selfie on that. Oh, Tyree. Oh, you're talking about when I'm running. When yeah, you're no, running. I'm, no, I'm I'm holding it. I don't know. It just it stays pretty steady. Yeah. No, yeah. Tyreen's not, she's not doing any work. <laughs> I just thought I thought maybe that was what was going on. Like, how does this guy keep this thing so steady? You know, when you did the TikTok um and you and you do the, the podcast, which the TikTok usually is basically there to promote the podcast. Yeah. Um, is there an entrepreneurial side to this, Paul? Like, are you going to, you know, wh where does this end with the, with uh, the podcast? I mean, did, was this kind of something you always wanted to do? I just, you know, you had 30,000 followers. So could yeah. you just maybe speak to that a little bit? And Well, yeah, let me, let us. me just uh, tell you how the, the podcast began. The, the podcast began because I joined the 3% man Facebook group uh, last year during lockdown and you know, I was going on dates and I was posting a lot of date updates in that group, you know, and as we do, but I was posting them as videos, you know, after the date, I'd be in my car and I'd say, yeah, I just had, had this date. This worked for me. This didn't work for me. I tried Corey's stuff here. You know, this worked great. And uh, I started doing that so much that the people that started that 3% man Facebook group invited me to be an admin and then through that process of just being active in the community, I just, I had this idea one day, like, why not do a podcast about this? You know, and you can have the 3%, the, the other 3% brothers, as we call each other, you know, on to talk about their journeys and stuff. And so that it started out of that group. And uh, sometime near the end of, of uh, last year, um, I, I broke up with, uh, with uh, Marine Corps chick and I decided to really just, you know, take a break from dating for, for like a good month and focus on the podcast. And, and I started thinking of like, how can I get more people to listen to the podcast? Cause right now it's just the 3% men guys in the group, you know? And so I decided that I need to put it on YouTube. And then uh, the thing about Marine Corps chick is that she was on TikTok and she would like, she would post the, you know, and I say this in the nicest way possible because I actually really like Marie Korchik still. She's uh, she's she's a pretty cool chick. Just wasn't right for me, but yep. uh, she would post the dumbest stuff on TikTok. You know, just the the most pointless things, and they would blow up. And I was like, she's not saying anything. Like, there's there's no substance there. She's but she's blowing up. So I was like, you know what? If I get on TikTok, I could probably get a bigger audience. And so that's why I started doing the TikToks. Yeah, and then right. when I, and the, yeah, I got up to about 30,000 followers before they banned me. And, uh, but, and that really blew up the podcast itself. You know, I really started getting yeah. a lot of subscribers from it. And that's really when I started looking at it, like, you know what, this, there's something here, you know, like people really, you know, follow this. They reach out to me all the time. They, you know, they started, they start reading Corey's work. 
they reach out to me after they read the book and start applying the principles that I talk about. And they go, man, this is amazing. You know, it's life-changing stuff. And a lot of guys have joined the 3% Man Facebook group because they started following me on TikTok. And I realized, you know, <clears throat> this could be something like this could eventually become, you know, a full-time job. And so I, that's what I would like. I would like for this podcast to be my full-time job where I could put, you know, hundred percent focus into it and really just help men become better men in general, you know? So yeah, that's my goal. Yeah. You know, kind of to piggyback on that side of things, when you mentioned Emily, the thing that always fascinates me about Emily is, um, how she always has something really cool and new to say. And uh, I, one of the things, I think she went live one time and I just asked her and I just jumped in with the you know, myriad people that were already on the, uh, you know, already following her and, and watching her live feed. And I just said, hey, how do you know what you're gonna talk about that day? So I'm gonna bounce that back to you. How do you know what you're, what's your, how do you know what your content's gonna be when you jump in on that? I know you repeat it much like you're supposed to you know, read you know, 3%, you know, 10 to 15 times, but how do you determine what you're going to talk about every day just to get the message out? Um, a lot of it just comes to me, you know, well, I'll be sitting there and, you know, I will, uh, sometimes I'll be listening to one of the books I'm listening to and an idea will pop in my head to talk about it. Usually it's something about the book that I'm listening to. Uh, so that's, that's a, a big part of it. Sometimes I'll be scrolling through TikTok and someone will say something and I'll piggyback off that idea or something, or I'll stitch that or whatever. So yeah, usually it's not like I'm sitting down planning what I'm going to say for the day. It's just things pop into my head. Like you should talk about this. And, and so I do, <laughs> there's no cool. planning involved. No planning. Involved. Gotcha. You know, you always talk about your geographical location and how unfavorable it is sometimes to like meet women. So was there ever a component of this that maybe you wanted to, to increase your bandwidth, so, so to speak, and, and get the message out there that, hey, this is my beacon, uh, ladies out here. Was there any component to that at all? No, not really. Uh, usually the reason why I talk about that is because a lot of guys have much more favorable uh, locale <laughs> than I do but they complain that they can't find anybody. And I'm like, you guys are ridiculous. You know, if you guys are living in a big city, there's really no excuse for not being able to go out and, and meet women in your area. You know, especially uh, I did a, I did a TikTok that it actually did really well. Um, I went back in January, I went to Denver with my daughter. And at that time I wasn't seeing anybody. So I was on all the dating apps. And, uh, and I just left the dating apps on and it's not like I'm trying to date women in Denver. They're five hours for me and I'm not willing to drive more than an hour for a date. That's just ridiculous. And so, but I would notice that my, my bumble was just blowing up. Like women were just liking me and I, and I always pay for the, you know, the premium because I like to be passive about dating. You know, I don't want to be sitting there having to swipe all the time. So to me, it's worth the, the extra money to, be passive and let them swipe on me first. And then I can pick and choose. And so, uh, yeah, I just noticed like every time I go to a big city like that, my, my phone just starts blowing up with so-and-so like you, so-and-so like you. And so I, I screenshotted it and I just scrolled through of all these women that were liking me. And I was like, guys, you know, <laughs> you have 
no excuse not to go out dating. This is ridiculous, you know? Exactly. You know, living in Chicago and in the Bay Area, I'm like, I can't, why do you even do online dating anymore? I mean, gosh, there's so many people out there. I know that, you know, obviously with the pandemic, everything, it's kind of kept things a little bit shut down, but I've never had a problem, you know, meeting people, you know, face to face, which I still think live is the best way to do it. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but that's my thing. You know, I think online dating is, I know it's a necessary evil, like you said, but yeah. I don't know. I've, I've never, I just think, gosh, you know, if you've got a good enough personality and you're, you know, you have a likability factor, you should meet people live. So I think, uh, you know, there's a, in the 3% man Facebook community, there's uh, pretty much a consensus that you can, you will date higher quality women if you meet them in person, because, you know, the, the thing about dating apps is that, you know, you're uh, it's usually you know, the top tier women don't go on dating apps because they don't need to, because guys are always approaching them. Whereas, so you're, you're usually getting like lower tier women, typically, especially in big cities, you're getting lower tier women on, on dating apps because they don't get guys that are approaching them so much. Right. Um, I don't know if that's always the case. Cause sometimes they see like really, really attractive women on dating apps. They're just, uh, you know, don't like to get out of their house that much, I guess. And, and also guys are, if you see the guys in my comment section, they're always scared to approach women. So there's still a lot of that, but the fact that there are a lot of guys that are scared to approach women and women do want you to approach them. You can do better if you're approaching women in public, because you can approach hotter women and you seem that just makes you seem more confident, especially if you do it the right way, you know, and then women find attract, uh, you know, confidence, attractive. So yeah, yeah, there's a consensus with that. My, my problem is in my small town, uh, all the women that are my age, all commute, they all commute to uh, Grand Junction or or Montrose, Colorado. So that's an hour for me. And there, that's where all the women are. That's all the women my age are. So if I'm out and about in my community, it's all just like older people and people not, you know, that I wouldn't want to approach whenever I'm out and about. I never see like really hot women out and about in my area. So I, I really have to, unless I want to go out and spend the day trying to approach women, which I I'm too busy to do that. You know, it's just easier to do dating apps for me. Yeah. One time I was on the dating app, Paul, and I had a woman actually that I went on a couple of dates with. She showed up at my house. I guess she found my address online. So it was kind of scary. Yeah. But with that said, um, you know, do you ever have any issues when you go on in these days with women where they, you know, kind of cyber stalk you a little bit and they find out that you've got 30,000 followers on TikTok and a podcast <laughs> where you're, you know, talking about, you know, strategically, you know, dating women. Do you ever have anyone kind of confront you on that on dates or, you know, do their homework, so to speak, before they meet you? Yeah, the only the only time uh, that that's sort of been a, a thing is uh, my current girlfriend. Um, we'll call her nurse chick. I haven't really talked about her on the podcast yet. Um, we, we had been dating for maybe a month or so, and she was just bringing up just oddly specific things that I talk about all the time on my TikToks, especially, you know, about hypergamy and, you know, red pill and stuff like that. And she was just, it was just odd, you know, this is stuff that doesn't normally come up in conversation. And all of a sudden it would come up and I'd be like, and I just sit there for a minute going, she's got to be she's got to have found me either on, on my podcast or, or found me on TikTok, you know? And so uh, I finally, I did a TikTok about it saying, Hey, have you ever been on a date? And you think that someone's been cyber, cyber stalking you because 
you've said something and then, the, or they've said something that's oddly specific. And as soon as I put that TikTok out there, like maybe 30 minutes later, I get a text from her saying, okay, I've got a confession. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that, that she's the only one that's really done anything like that. Um, when I dated Marine Corps chick, who's been on the podcast, she knew about this stuff. She didn't find it. She knew about it because she was coming over to my house and, you know, I have, you know, Corey Wade's book sitting on my coffee table and I had the, you know, the podcast mic out. So she, she knew about it that way. And then she went back, you know, and I didn't have TikTok at, at that time either. So she never really like listened to the podcast. Oh, I no, actually she did listen to the podcast because when she found out I had the podcast, <laughs> We talked, and I talked about this with her on the podcast. Uh, she, I almost, I just, I just remember this. She said, "Oh, my boyfriend has a, a podcast," and sent it to her mom, and then sent it to like her brother and like all of her friends and stuff. And this was back when, like, if you've listened to the early versions of the podcast, you know that was I was still, you know, I was spinning plates. I was still new to Corey Wayne and you know, I'm just learning this stuff and I'm talking about like my exploits, you know, like my tale of two uh, train wrecks episode. And, and uh, so her mom listens to this and she's like, I don't think this guy's right for you. I think he's a player. And, you know, he sounds like a real chauvinistic asshole and stuff. And so that, that caused problems <laughs> a little bit with Marine Corps chick. Uh, she would always argue with me about the principles, but the principles like worked on her. So I always thought that was cute. Um, but I think those are the only really two examples where it's been an issue. I think regular, most women haven't found it, this stuff yet. And I don't know. And if they do, whatever. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's out there now. And I can't, I couldn't put the toothpaste back in the tube. So they either have to get on board or, or get to step in, you know I mean? That's, <laughs> that's just how it is. So when I, some, sometimes when I like, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to your stuff, I'm, I'm watching you on TikTok and I just say to myself, oh, Paul, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about and you're right on, but this one could potentially get you a warning or banned. Uh-huh. Do you feel like maybe talking about that a little bit? Yeah. I know you probably have uh, other podcasts coming down because yeah. I think you've mentioned that, that where you address this, but you know, what do you think is the general, without getting into the specifics, you know, of the other podcasts, what's the general, what's your general uh, thought on why you've been banned from TikTok? Because you're really not that out there. And that's going to segue me into talking a little bit more about, you know, 3% in that book. So sure. So, so uh, what I, what I've tried to do in this new iteration of my TikToks is, is is tone things down a little bit. Uh, what it, what it actually got me banned? Because uh, I I did I reached out to TikTok to see if I could get that appealed. Um, so I reached out to their support, and they they, you know, a month or so later, you know, emailed me back saying they're they're firm on their decision on it, and it was because of harassment and bullying, is is why. Now, so there were some topics that I would cover in the old iteration that I won't do anymore. So and, and some of it was a joke. It was like some of it was because I thought it was funny. Um, I did, I got a bunch of things flagged for, uh, the whole super straight trend. Do you remember the super straight trend mm-hmm. like that, that whole thing? Like, I, I really don't care if someone, you know, what their sexual orientation is, you know, what they identify as, I, I don't care. Like it doesn't really impact me. Uh, 
and so a lot, but a lot of my videos were on, you know, men being more masculine now, right? Because there, there's the, there's the whole society these days is pushing men to be more feminine. And I was trying to combat that. So I think the, 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 the one that broke the camel's back on me getting banned was I did this video where this gal was saying, let's normalize men painting their fingernails. Let's normalize men wearing dresses. Let's normalize. And I, and I just stitched it. And I said, how about we fucking don't. Right. And that blew up. I, I had like thousands of likes on it. And I, that one had that one, I think was the, the last one that was really polarizing. I did that, that before I got banned. So I think that was it. There was, um, I would stitch people's videos. And I've noticed that if you stitch someone's videos and then you're critical of them or what they were talking about, those usually get flagged. So I won't do that anymore. Um, all those, those got those get a lot of views, you know, cause controversy creates clicks, you know? So, right. um, so yeah, a lot of that stuff, I mean, TikTok's really big on, uh, on not bullying, you know, and even though I'm not really like, I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make a, a good point. Like I can, I can see where that might come across as bullying. So I'm not going to do that anymore. Uh, I did one on like the COVID vaccine and I, you know, like I really don't want to get political on my TikToks and stuff and, and, and on the show, but I did one on, on that. Uh, that one didn't get flagged, but it, you know, it, that caused a lot of controversy. Um, let's see what else I, <laughs> I did one where, uh, I, I made a song and it was, it was based on Charlie and the chocolate factories, you know, uh, come, come with me and, and you'll be mm-hmm. in a world of whatever like and your imagination or something like right. that. Right. But I did one on, uh, you'll be in a world of women seeking validation. And I was taking women's TikToks where they're like shaking their ass and dressed in bikinis and stuff. And, and I put it to that music and then those would get flagged for uh sexual like or for nudity sex and nudity those would get flagged for sex and nudity so i'm not going to do that anymore you know (laughs) but but yeah i mean that the stuff that they they pick and choose from is kind of ridiculous right like i'm taking actual tiktoks of women in bikinis and stuff like that that are okay. Like those have a million views and stuff like that, but somehow those are okay. But if I put them on my channel, that's now it's sex and nudity. Um, it's, it's, it's not fair, but I'm just steering away from that stuff now. Yeah. So, you know, you think about 3% man book, Corey Wayne, and it wasn't really written that long ago, you know, I think it was 14 or something like that. But it seems like the game's changed so much, Paul. You know, it seems like that book is predicated with one major premise that these are kind of traditional gender roles. And when we talk about, you know, the the feminine energy versus the masculine energy and what women are attracted to and the security and the mystery and the uncertainty of emotions, it seems like the paradigm is now shifting through the zeitgeist of the world where women are kind of getting more in touch with their masculine side as a part of gender equality. And then, like you said, men are kind of being more emasculated toward more of their feminine side. And this is kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of indoctrined, you know, through our social media, through our, uh, you know, our our, our mainstream media. Do you think Corey Wayne's book's a little dated right now? And are you fighting an uphill battle, you know, with, with what we're, what message you're trying to get out these days? I don't think it's dated. I think, uh, I think a lot of these principles are inherent in our DNA, you know, it's in our biology and, you know, a lot of the, the, the feminist sexual revolution is pushing for, you know, a, a certain 
thing, but it's really, you know, if you start reading more like other red pill type books, right? Like Rolo Tomasi and, you know, Richard Cooper, they talk about it a little bit more. They're a little more harsh <laughs> about it, but what it comes down to is, uh, you know, a lot of the traditional values uh, were sort of put in place to kind of keep hypergamy in check. And the, the feminist movement has made it so that the, the women could be more hypergamous and embrace it and stuff like that. And they're trying to get men to conform to their will, right? Be more feminine. Now, the problem with that is that a majority of women, although they say they want these guys to be, be more, you know, less toxic, you know, this toxic masculinity idea, um, what's, what's happening is men are listening to it and trying to, and trying to conform to it because they think that's what women want because women say they want certain things. But now women are complaining that they can't find masculine men anymore. And, you know, where have all the good men gone and, you know, stuff like that, because they're actually drawn to masculine men. So, no, I don't think I'm fighting an uphill battle because I think a vast majority of women actually do want masculine men. Just men aren't being taught to be masculine anymore. So, because I, I, I have a ton of female followers on TikTok that are actually, like, they agree with me. You know, every once in a while, I'll get like a feminist on there that's, you know, raising hell in the comments. And I just, now at the point, because of, I got banned before, I, I blocked those people immediately because those are the people that are going to be reporting me. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's, it's probably a very, you know, a small majority of people that are probably beefing you, Paul, you know? So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how it always works, you know? Yeah. So no, I don't, I, I, his book is very, I, I, I like to classify Corey as very purple pill, but I think there's a lot of truth in, uh, in blue pill. There's truth in both, right? There's, there's no real, it's not good to be extreme on either end. So no, I think Corey's book is probably, the perfect balance and women actually do respond to everything that he talks about in that book. So no, I don't think it's an uphill battle. Yeah. You know, one thing, uh, and at the end of, at the end of 3%, there's, uh, Corey puts in there the 10 disciplines of love, which is actually a really spiritual way to look at a book that kind of has these, <clears throat> these rules, which at times are kind of I don't know, they're kind of harsh, you know, to, to read maybe if you were a woman, but if you put that at the beginning of the book, I think it would make things a little bit, it put things in more of a, a, a 5,000 foot view and in, into perspective. And with that said, do you think that 3% man should be a required reading, required reading for women that are, you know, trying to find the right partner? Uh, I don't think it's required for women. Uh, I feel like a good book for women is actually uh, Atomic Attraction for, by Christopher Canwell, because that book, that book goes into studies a lot more than Corey's book, you know, and it, and it really dives into the psychology of women and women, uh, I feel like don't even understand themselves or what they are attracted to. You know, they, they're, they're raised just like us, you know, with the Disney princess fairy tale uh, media idea of what love should be. And so they think they want that, but you know, they don't understand why they always go for the bad boy or why they always, you know, like if, if you watch a lot of TikToks, like you'd think that every woman, uh, every woman's last boyfriend was a narcissist. <laughs> was, right. right? Uh, and right. so it's, so I feel like that would be a, a, should be a required 
reading for women just so that they can understand themselves better. Yeah. You know, you had mentioned atomic attraction and, you know, I, I listened to it on, uh, you know, I listened to it audibly and it really, it kind of made, you know, the hairs on my, on my arm stand up a few times because I could relate to it so much. It was, that was a hard one to listen to because it was so real, mm-hmm. you know, the scenarios that he gave, oh my gosh, like that was a tough one for me because it was so spot on, you know, yeah. it gave great details. So yeah, I understand what you're saying there. So you always talk about, you know, this is your journey. So where do you stand in the journey? You know, I, I, I would have thought that maybe you started the journey before I started doing my homework on you a while back, but this is actually not even really two years old, but where, where are you on your 3% journey? If you were speaking out to, to Steve and Chris and the, and the Facebook guys, where are you on this journey? How's the improvement? Oh, you know, I can, I can see a drastic improvement from my time last year to this time this year. Uh, in fact, I, I, I don't post, so we, you know, we post, uh, sometimes we post text exchanges and stuff uh, uh, in the 3% man group. And I stopped doing that months ago because usually when I'm posting that, I'm not asking for people's advice, but in the, in the 3% man group that they just, like a lot of times you post stuff like that, that a lot of guys jump in there offering unsolicited advice and it's just annoying. So I, I don't do that, but I posted a text exchange that I had with, uh, with nurse chick just the other day. And I said, I said, you know, you know, I usually don't post this stuff anymore, but I feel like this is the goal. Like you want this type of reaction with the woman that you're seeing. So I posted that in there. And a lot of guys pointed out to me that it, that the way I handled the text exchange was like a, like a master, you know? And, and I was like, I didn't really think about that. You know, my text bubbles were smaller than hers. My, you know, I kept my, my, responses like short and sweet and and it but what i did was i elicited more reaction out of her and it, i didn't even i wasn't even trying to do it it's just it's just second nature now um i've read the book 18 times so you know Corey says to you know read it at least 10 to 15 times i feel like when i hit that 15 mark i should have gotten a diploma or something uh but honestly, I, I feel like the journey never ends. You know, it, the, it's, a, it's, it's always a work in progress. One of the things I see in the 3% Man group is men who have read the book in the past and, you know, they, they, they got that mentality that the book gives you when you read it multiple times. They found their woman of their dreams and then they stopped reading it. They stopped doing the work and things fizzled out. They fell back into their, you know, blue pill beta, um, original programming and they lost their woman of their dreams, you know, that she ended up like losing attraction and leaving. And so then the guys find them, find their way back to the community and and start reading the book again. It's like, well, if you never stop reading it, even while you're in that relationship, then that probably wouldn't have happened. You know, you probably you know, you probably would have kept that mindset going. And so once, when I realized that, that, you know, even when you get into a relationship, like now it's not the time to be complacent. You still got to read the book. You still got to put the work in. I realized that this is just a never ending journey. So I'm still at the beginning (laughs) to answer your original question. And with your, with your, with nurse check, did you uh, find that you were implementing all of what you've learned up to that point. And did you think that maybe if you didn't learn all that stuff, you would never have been with her at this point, you know, would that, would she, would you have missed out? 
Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I absolutely implemented everything except for, you know, I, I, I will, I will take a, a step back. So I met her on a coffee date and, and the book clearly says, don't go out on coffee dates, but she's a, she works graveyard shifts. So that was really the only opportunity to go out with her now in, uh, Dating essentials for men, he says, go on coffee dates. So, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I when I met her on that coffee date, it was, I, I let her do 80% of the talking. I had wide open body language, you know, and it, it yeah, I, I applied 100% of the principles and it, it turned out like that night, um, and I, you know, I'm not using her name, so she probably, and she probably doesn't even care if I say, if I say it, but that night uh, I went home cause it was coffee date and she had to go to work or she was supposed to go to work. Uh, I went home and uh, I was watching WrestleMania and I get a, a text from her saying, Hey, I got low census. I don't have to work. This is, I mean, this is the first day I met her. She says, I got low census. I don't have to work. And I said, well, if you got nothing better to do, why don't you come over to my house? I'm watching WrestleMania. And so she, she came over and uh, she watched it with me. She had never watched wrestling before. And she's, she's uh, the kind of chick that really puts in effort, you know, like she really puts in a lot of effort. I don't know if she really cares about wrestling, but she certainly acts like she cares about it. And she came there and she was just like, Oh my God, that's amazing. These guys are doing such, you know, and she was really getting into it. And then after, after WrestleMania was over, one thing led to another and, you know, like Corey talks about in the book indoor Olympics. So that was like, that was first date. And uh, it was just because I, I put in the principles, you know, one step or two steps forward, one step back and all that stuff. I was just applying the principles. I, I, it's, I don't even think about it anymore, you know? Um, yeah. And then I just, you know, keep things, uh, keep things mysterious. I keep, you know, texting and phone calls between dates to a minimum and, uh, you know, was just setting, you know, one date a week and stuff like that. And, and it was just like clockwork, you know, by, by the, you know, seventh date or something like that. She was asking me to be exclusive and it was just like straight out of the book. Um, yeah. And if I hadn't read the book, I would have messed it up. <laughs> I absolutely would have messed it up. You know, I, uh, a lot of guys, uh, you know, they like it, they like a girl and they just over pursue, they over pursue and it turns women off. And, you know, they're guys are just doing what they think women want but women don't respond to that stuff. So I, and I, I used to be that guy. I used to over, over pursue. I used to sniper date, you know, where I date one woman at a time. And, and then when, you know, things didn't work out after the second or third date, then my heart was broken. Cause I had to start all over and uh, I just don't do that stuff anymore. And it's, it's, it's a whole other dating experience. Yeah. I used to always gauge when I would go on all these dates, Paul, like how I was improving. And I actually forgot that I was on a date. I was thinking, Hey, did I do this the right way? Did I text back the right time? Like, um, did you ever, you know, you think, you know, people that are going through this journey ever kind of think, Oh, I'm trying to, to follow these rules, so to speak, or these guidelines, if you will. And they forget that they're actually supposed to be more focused on the individual across the table than themselves. Oh, you mean like while they're on the date, they're 
overthinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I would always gauge every date that I went on, yeah. especially if it didn't work out, like, okay, what could I do next time to improve? And then I forgot that I'm just supposed to kind of be myself and be natural with the person that I'm, you know, dating at or going on that date with. And I was just wondering, you know, have you ever, you know, thought that way where you're more hung up on the personal journey than you were about focusing on the person that you were actually going to meet or meeting? I haven't had that problem, but yeah, I've seen that in the three percent man group where guys are, 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 getting a, you know, paralysis of the analysis, you know, in, <laughs> in their, in their dating and they're overthinking right. things. And it's like, you know, if you, uh, I have a, I have a friend, uh, he's been on the podcast uh, uh, numerous times, uh, Luke and Luke, the first time reading that book took him like almost a year to read 3% man. Cause he's the kind of guy that uh, he, he, he listens to it on audio but then every time something important comes up, he wants to stop and then take notes. And so he just can't get through the book because he was taking notes too much because he's overthinking it. And I was like, dude, that's Corey doesn't say, you know, listen to my book and take a shitload of notes. He says, listen to it 10 to 15 times. Right. I said, just listen to it and, and then go back and listen to it again. I said, by the, you know, by the third or fourth time, it's just going to seep in your head. It's going to become a mentality. It's not going to, don't worry about the notes. And when he started doing that, he started having a drastic improvement on, on his dating journey too. And so, yeah, I think that, I think, yeah, it's too many guys do get lost in that analysis and they really shouldn't, they should relax a little bit. It's not that hard. So what's next, Paul? You know, this is kind of the, the last one I had for you. What's next for you? Like, um, what's the next step in the journey? You know, are you going to keep this moving? What, uh, what do you have coming down the, the, the pike? You're writing a book. Are you doing a different podcast? What do you got? <laughs> uh, there's lots of things. I, I hope to keep doing this podcast for, you know, the uh, long-term foreseeable, foreseeable future. I, I like doing this podcast. It's a, it's a fun hobby. I eventually want this podcast to be my full-time gig. Um, I've had lots of people asking me for a book now. So I think I have to do a book. <laughs> I have to write a book now. The thing is like, I'm trying to wrap my brain around what I would do the book on. I don't want to be a copy of uh, everything else that everybody's done. Right. Right. I, although, you know, it's funny if you, you know, if you read 3% man, uh, before I read 3% Man, I read Doc Love's book. And Doc Love is where Corey Wayne got how to, you know, the concept of 3% Man. And he talks about a lot of Doc's uh, stuff in there. But Corey also talks a lot about, you know, Tony Robbins in there, you know, he, David Data's stuff. So Corey's a blend of all that. I think my book would probably be a blend on, you know, Corey's, like Corey's work, Dr. Glover's work, Chris Canwell, Rolo Tomasi. It would be a bunch of different people's ideas all in this one book and plus my my stories my personal stories right so um and then you know there, by the time this drops uh there's probably going to be have been an announcement maybe even a first episode but uh, a few guys uh, in the manosphere on tiktok and i are getting together to do a group podcast oh very so, cool yeah that's great all right cool all right my man Thank you. That's it. Pleasure. Well, I, I'm glad uh, to have you on, man. This was uh, this was actually fun. Uh, I've yeah, been I've time. been on I've been on other people's podcasts and uh, and you know they ask me various questions and stuff like that. But 
not like this. <laughs> so no, thanks for thanks for letting me hone in on my skills too. But it's uh, you know it's been a pleasure, and I as I said, it's it's one of those things where we all you know you have you know, 30,000 followers or, you know, all the followers that Emily has, there's another person I follow has over 200,000 and much like, you know, getting to know you, I would love to be able to interview those people as well and just see what they're all about. Because I, it, I always wonder, because I, I love the normal loquendi. I love listening to what people have to say. And I think that that's very inspirational in life. And you're one of those people. So thanks, man. Yeah, no, that's actually one of the things I like about the podcast is the opportunity to talk to other TikTokers like that. So uh, by the time this drops, I, my my interview with Emily King will have already been out, and that that interview was awesome. Yeah, Emily's a really cool person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all right, all right, man. Well, I'll give you your right. day back. Sounds good. You too. Enjoy what's left of the weekend. All right, you too. Talk to you later. Take it easy. All right, bye, Mike. Thanks again for joining me. This was a little bit of a shorter episode, and I know we didn't get to. Uh, you you wanted to ask me about uh, my ex-girlfriend, the, the one I had of four and a half years, but you kind of felt like it was a taboo subject. It wasn't. I would have been happy to talk about it. Uh, I've talked about it quite a bit on the podcast. Like, I feel like even though I would never get back with her again, ever, <laughs> um, you know, I feel like she was the catalyst that got me into this space. So I I don't mind talking about her at all. And, you know, what kind of relationship that was and, you know, what I learned from it, you know, the kind of red flags that I overlooked in her, just stuff like that. There was a lot of like a lot of learning material from that relationship that I'm happy to share with people. But uh, maybe next time, because you're welcome back. I'd love to have you on again, man. You're a really cool guy. All right, guys, that's pretty much all we have this week. So we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Come On Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.